please, Spock, do me a favor and don't say it's fascinating. No. But it is interesting. Albatross! Let me just close this conversation by saying you are one unique individual. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. All righty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today it's not so much about stories. It's going to be more a trip into my weird little brain. In previous episodes, I've talked about how I like to research things and how I like to know things and how I dig into history books and why I love to play games like Trivial Pursuit or Jackbox Games, the Trivia Murder Game. I love that stuff. I have this stuff stuck in my head. I don't know why my mind works the way that it does, why it retains things, why I remember lines from Bugs Bunny cartoons I saw when I was a kid, why I can sing the five o'clock whistles on the blink from memory. Yes, that's from an old Bugs Bunny cartoon, and it's still stuck in my head. If you haven't seen Red Riding Rabbit, go check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. But my mind holds on to things. And on top of that, I have this fascination with weird little nuggets of information. And so today, I'm going to do a brain dump. I'm going to dump some of this information on you. And you can see if you like it. You can see if it's interesting to you. Or you could just go, (laughs) oh, well, this explains a lot about Gamer Dude. Now, some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about today, I've known and it's just been stuck in my head forever. But some of it I found out relatively recently and some of it I researched for today's episode because I said, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. There's a lot of interesting information out there. There's a lot of things that's just fun to know. So this stuff today is all factual stuff. It's just minutiae. It's just stuff that's in my head because I like knowing this weird little stuff. Like one of the pieces of trivia that I have in my head is about John Tyler, the 10th president of the United States. And I know you're probably saying, John who? There was a President Tyler? Yes, there was a President Tyler. You can Google it if you want to. He was the 10th president of the United States. He was born in 1790. Now, when I learned this piece of information, it was fascinating to me. When I learned this piece of information, he had two grandchildren still alive. And in fact, through 2020, he still had two grandchildren still alive. Think about that for a second. In the year 2020, there were two people alive whose grandfather was born in 1790. Now, one of them died in September. He was 95. But Harrison Ruffin Tyler is still alive at the age of 91, at least when I record this. So how weird is that? A 90-year-old dude had a grandfather who was born in 1790. That just blows my mind to have that kind of information. If you want the timetable, by the way. President Tyler was 63 when his son was born, and that was in 1853. That son was 71 years old when his first son was born. That's Lion Tyler Jr., by the way, in case you're keeping score. He was born in 1924. That's the one who died in September of last year. But Harrison was born in 1928. By the way, both John and Lion, his son, were quite busy in their old age, weren't they? But yes, Harrison Tyler, still alive. His grandfather, President Tyler of the United States. Now here's another one of those weird little things that I learned like 15 years ago when it happened. There was a tortoise on the Galapagos Islands that died in 2006. And that tortoise had been part of the investigation that Charles Darwin was undertaking in 1835. Now think about that for a second. Charles Darwin in 1835 collected tortoises, did some studies, and then 171 years later, that same tortoise died. How weird is that? 
So a tortoise that met Charles Darwin lived to the 21st century. Another weird one, and I've known this for a while, is Oxford University in England has been around since the year 1096. Yes, 1096. You know, 1900, 1800, 1700. Go back to 1096. According to historians, there's evidence of teachings at Oxford University going back over 900 years. And then put that in perspective, that's longer than the Aztec Empire existed. The Aztec Empire down in Mexico, it was at its height in the 1400s. So Oxford University was teaching school for more than 300 years before the Aztecs were in charge of Mexico. Isn't that a weird little piece of information to have stuck in your head? And it's stuck in my head. Another piece of information that's stuck in my head, and this may blow your mind because it blows my mind, because I loved Marilyn Monroe. When I was a kid, I fell in love with Marilyn Monroe, watching movies of her on TV. Yes, I was very precocious. But I knew Marilyn was something special when I saw her in Some Like It Hot, one of my favorite movies. There was The Seven Year Itch. There was Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. I loved Marilyn Monroe. And then I discovered that Marilyn Monroe was born in the same year as Queen Elizabeth of England. Yes, Queen Elizabeth, who's still Queen of England, they were both born in 1926. On top of that, the Queen of England actually met Marilyn Monroe when they were both 30 years old. That's so weird to me to think about that. Not only were they the same age, they were basically contemporaries. And they met each other. Little things like that just blow my mind. Now, I knew stuff like that before the internet ever existed. There was just newspaper articles, encyclopedias, trivia contests. I would get this information from those sources, and it would stick in my head. Weird little things like that. Things that were interesting to me, like Marilyn Monroe. But nowadays, with the internet, I have rabbit holes that I could dive down to pretty much any time and gather this kind of information and stuff it into my head as much as I want. And so, of course, I do. Like... Did you know that George Washington, the president of the United States, first president, general of the Revolutionary Armies, he never knew that dinosaurs existed? How could that be, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. George Washington died in 1799. The first dinosaur fossils that were recognized as another species, as a dinosaur, wasn't discovered until 1824. So George Washington, and obviously everybody in that era, never knew that dinosaurs existed. I mean, we take it for a fact. Of course dinosaurs existed. We found the bones, we found the fossils. Before 1824, there weren't any. That's weird to think about, isn't it? For thousands of years, people didn't know dinosaurs existed. Something we take for granted is relatively new information. And that blows my mind. This is another one that I knew, and I had forgotten about it until I dove down the rabbit hole for today's episode. You know I'm a Star Wars fan. So many of us in the community are. Star Wars came out, the very first one, when it was still called Star Wars. It came out in 1977. That same year was the last year that France used the guillotine as a method of execution for people sentenced to death. Weird, right? We think of the guillotine as something from the Middle Ages. I mean, if you know your history, the French Revolution, Marie Antoinette, maybe you can get the guillotine to the 1700s. But you don't think of the guillotine being used in 1977, but it was. That sounds weird to me. Now, I know 1977 is a lifetime ago for a lot of you, but for me, that's in my lifetime. And maybe that's why it's weirder to me than it may be for you. Now, as you can tell, these are all time-related. Time is always a concept that interests me. When did things happen? Why did they happen? Where did it happen? How did it happen? I don't always answer all of those questions, but the timing of things is always very interesting to me. 
I guess because we mark our lives with time, how many days, how many years have we lived. And so time is always important. And I guess time keeps things in historical perspective. But sometimes you hear about things that just throw off your sense of time a little bit. And time is also relative because of how old we are. The older you get, the more you live through, the more time has an importance to you. But also, we keep meticulous track of the years that we live, the days that we spend, the hours that we do at work, the hours that we spend in our hobbies. So time is always important. That's why these time things are fascinating to me. Like, for instance, I always associated McDonald's with the 1950s. I figured fast food came out in the 50s. You had McDonald's, then Burger King followed, Taco Bell, Jack in the Box. But the very first McDonald's opened in 1940. Now, that's a long time ago. 1940, when I record this, is 81 years ago. But what's even crazier to me is McDonald's opened before the United States got involved in World War II. Pearl Harbor happened in December of 1941. McDonald's opened in May of 1940. I don't know why that's weird to me, but it's weird to me. I don't think of McDonald's as being around in the 1940s, but it was. Now, this is another weird little perspective thing that sticks in my head. You've heard of Custer's Last Stand, the Battle of Little Bighorn. There was a huge battle between Native Americans and Custer's forces. It was one of the most significant battles of the Great Sioux Wars back in the 1800s. That took place in 1876. At that time, they were working on the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm sure you've seen pictures of the Brooklyn Bridge. It's one of the iconic images of New York City. They were building it in 1876. At the same time, they were still fighting Indian Wars. That's kind of a bizarre little fact to me. You don't think of the two things happening at the same time, but they were happening at the same time. I think that's why time is so interesting to me. So many things can be happening that seem diametrically opposed, or at least somehow in conflict with each other. You don't think of building the Brooklyn Bridge at the same time that you're fighting Native Americans out in the Great Plains. But that's what was going on. Another thing that always interests me is how we think of famous artists, famous movie stars, famous celebrities. We think of them as being people way in the past. And then when you look into it, you realize these people were around for a long time. I mean, if you remember your history, the Wright brothers are credited with inventing airplanes. They had the first flight back in 1903. Wilbur died in 1912. That's a long time ago. Orville lived to 1948. Now think about that for a second. The guy who invented airplanes lived to see them developed into passenger planes for sure, but also military weapons. And the planes and the method of flying that they invented developed into aircraft they used in World War I, developed further into aircraft they used in World War II. He saw them create planes that they could launch off of aircraft carriers, and he lived through the fact that airplanes, based on his early invention, dropped atom bombs on Japan. Another guy we think of as an old-time guy, somebody ancient, somebody relegated to the history books, Charlie Chaplin. Now, he was born in 1889, so yeah, an older actor, absolutely. He lived until 1977. In 1977, Star Wars was released. We know Charlie Chaplin from the silent movie days, but he was around for a while. Another famous, classic person we think of as an old-time artist was literally an artist, Pablo Picasso. We think of Picasso as one of those artists who had a different type of artistry than just realism or impressionism. If you're an art nerd like my mom was, you probably remember Picasso as a cubist. I won't bore you with cubism. But the point is that Pablo Picasso, who did a lot of famous paintings back in the early 1900s, lived until 1973. And again, perspective is important here. 73 is not that long ago. It may be for some of you. It's not for me. 
If you want to get more current, we could talk about Salvador Dali. We've talked about Salvador Dali, both in the stream and in our Jackbox games. Salvador Dali died in 1989. We associate his artwork with the early 1900s, maybe the mid-1900s. He was around till 1989. By the way, for perspective, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, was born in 1989. So yeah, I'm fascinated with weird little stuff like that. And I think I can trace my fascination back to a list that I read when I was in school years and years ago. I know, years and years ago. I'm an old dude, we know that. But I remember reading in grade school a list of comparisons and similarities between Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy. I was always a huge fan of Lincoln. I guess that's the way to put it, right? Are you a fan of a president? I was a fan of Lincoln's. And I was also a fan of Kennedy's. There was something about Kennedy that I thought was fascinating. And the fact that they were both assassinated bothered me so much when I was a kid. Because they were both, in my kid's mind, great presidents with great potential who could have done so much and their lives were cut short so unfairly. So I saw this list that was circulating years ago. Now, when I saw the list, it was a very short list. Over the years, more people have dug into it and added on to it. And I don't know how much of the new stuff from when I was a kid is actually accurate. But I went and checked the original list and I did some fact checking because I wanted to share this with you because this is probably the genesis of my fascination with time and coincidences and history. It all came together for me with this Kennedy-Lincoln list. Now, maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. But to me, this is a list of things that just sticks in my head, boggles my mind, and just makes me go, hmm. So, for instance... Both Lincoln and Kennedy were elected to Congress in the year 46. Lincoln was elected in 1846. Kennedy was elected in 1946. Obviously different states, but 46 was the year of their first election to Congress. Both were elected to the presidency in 60. Lincoln in 1860, Kennedy in 1960. Both of their last names have seven letters, Lincoln and Kennedy. Both were concerned with civil rights. Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, felt strongly that all slaves should be freed. Kennedy was concerned with racial equality and was the first to propose what would eventually become the Civil Rights Act, which unfortunately didn't pass until after he was killed. Both Lincoln and Kennedy were in their 30s when they married a woman in their 20s. Lincoln was 33 when he married Mary Todd, who was 23. Kennedy was 36 when he married Jacqueline Bouvier, who was 24. Both Lincoln and Kennedy lost a son while living in the White House. Both of those sons each had 21 letters in their names, and each of their names, first, middle, and last, had seven letters in them. William Wallace Lincoln, Patrick Bouvier Kennedy. Both Lincoln and Kennedy were succeeded by somebody named Johnson. Andrew Johnson was Lincoln's vice president. Lyndon Johnson was Kennedy's vice president. And both Johnsons were from the South. Both Johnsons were also born in 08. Andrew was born in 1808. Lyndon was born in 1908. Both Lincoln and Kennedy were shot on a Friday. Lincoln was shot on Good Friday, April 14th, 1865. Kennedy was shot on Friday, November 22nd, 1963. Both were shot in the head. Both were shot in the presence of their wives. And both were assassinated by Southerners. Lincoln was shot by John Wilkes Booth. Kennedy was shot by Lee Harvey Oswald. Booth was from Maryland. Oswald was from Louisiana. Both assassins, John Wilkes Booth, Lee Harvey Oswald, known by their three names. And each assassin's full name has 15 letters. Now, I don't know what all that means. I don't know if there's some trend, some meaning, some reason why that's so. Perhaps it's purely coincidental. It probably is. But isn't it weird? Doesn't it make you go, hmm? Doesn't it make you think about things? I mean, it does me. And that's why history fascinates me. 
There's so many weird little things in history. Things that have happened over the course of centuries that if you look back and you dig into it, you see foreshadowing of things to come. You see parallels. You see things overlapping that you didn't think would overlap. I find that kind of stuff so intriguing. And it's like popcorn. I always want to find out more. Oh, if that's true, let me see if this is true. Could this be true? How does this play into that? Yeah, it always keeps my mind working. And if nothing else, I hope it gives you something to think about too. So now you've had a little peek into the things that fascinate me. Maybe it gives you a little insight into the way my mind works. Or maybe it makes you want to step away and say, what the hell was I watching this guy for? Why am I listening to this? This man's crazy. Yeah, I'm a little crazy. But I think it's a good kind of crazy. If nothing else, it's entertaining. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. As always, I truly do appreciate all of the time that you spend here and all of the time you take listening to the podcast. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.